0: Hello and welcome to ESPN's The Far Post podcast. We have some very special episodes in coming. It's finals time and that means it is time to have some guests on. So joining me, Marissa Lodanik, today is Sam Lewis and Angela Christian Wilkes, as well as a very special guest We will get to that chat in just a moment, but before we get into it, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands we're recording on today, the Wurundjeri and Gadigal people, and pay our respects to their elders past and present. So here is our very special guest, our very special chat with Melbourne City midfielder Rihanna Policina. We are in the full swing of finals mode and we are very, very excited to have yet another guest joining us today. She's been an absolute sensation for Melbourne City this season. So it's a huge high and thanks to Rihanna Policina for jumping on with us today.
1: Thank you for having me, guys.
0: So your, you guys have had a big season it was a big Friday night so I'm really curious we all watched it kind of through you know between our fingers and all this stuff it was such a hectic game to watch what was that semi-final like to actually play in?
1: Ah to be honest it was crazy I don't even know how to explain it like when our keeper got sent off in the 121st minute the camera came on me and I was kind of smiling about it like because I didn't really have any words to explain like what it felt in that moment getting being too new up and then getting two red cards it's like when you think of a game on tv it's like will that ever happen to you and it did like it was just like wow I have no words to explain it.
2: Rihanna, it's been a big season for Melbourne City coming off the back of a couple of sort of Hits and misses, but things really seem to have come together for Rado and for this team. How have you found it coming in as a newbie? You came across from Newcastle Jets, all of a sudden, this new environment, new players, new coach. How have you found the transition?
1: Uh, the transition was pretty smooth. So I knew a couple of the girls at City from Sydney, um, like Tori and Leah, they played with me at Arpia. Um, and then Rado's very welcoming. Um, So it was very, a smooth transition for me. And then you have the likes of Bubs and Checker who have been at the club for a while, who also made it smooth and welcomed all the new players in. Um, But yeah, there was no expectations going into the season with so many young players and um, all these players coming together. And yeah, I feel like we shocked a lot of people. Um, I remember some articles coming out and people were predicting us to come eighth. So from what we've achieved now to what we we're expected to achieve has been massive and it's a credit to all the girls and credit to all the coaching staff at city.
3: I guess. Yeah. Last season city. We're so used to city just bossing it that they sort of performed uncharacteristically there. And it was a big transitional moment for the league more broadly was there when you came to city, was there already sort of a fire in the belly, I guess, having missed out last year. And what were the expectations going in for yourselves? What was the the goals that perhaps you set as a squad was it to you know get back into that top four
1: yeah for sure I think every footballer aspires to be in that top four um and I suppose playing for a club like City you're expected to be there and expected to make that top four if not win it um so not like knowing you're playing for a club like City you always you set your goal to be in finals football um and I suppose we had a chat with Michael who's the head of football at city and he was like the expectations of finals and they already set the bar from that first training on. So we knew we had to push for that top four and yeah, like we just rolled up our sleeves this season and proved everyone wrong, I guess.
0: You've been a big part of this city kind of attacking force and you've, you know, been doing a lot of great work with Hannah Wilkinson and obviously Holly McNamara while she was fit. How have you found working with those two? Cause obviously I, I can't imagine you would have played with them before and you kind of have all come together and it's worked amazingly. So what it's, what's it actually been like to work with those two in particular?
1: Yeah, it was until Holly got injured, which was very unfortunate. Um, she was having a killer breakthrough season um, and it's a credit to her for all the hard work she's been put in. Um, But, yeah, playing with the likes of um, Hannah and Holly has been great and we're all different players. So we all work and feed off each other. That's why I think it works so well. You've got Holly who's just a powerhouse running forward and then you've got Wilkie who's just clinical in front of goal and then me sitting just behind them who's, like, playing the ball. Um, So it just worked as a front three. And then Letitia who's come in, is a similar player to me who's doing really well as well. So the formation didn't really sue me at the start. So I had to learn, but yeah, I'm absolutely loving it. And yeah, playing with Hannah and Holly has really been a privilege. And yeah, as I said, Tish coming in has been awesome as well.
2: Almost every time Rihanna that you're mentioned on the broadcast, there is some sort of parallel mention of the fact that you played futsal and still continue to play futsal. So for those listening who haven't caught your sort of background story, How important has futsal been to your style of play? And do you think that more players should incorporate futsal into their development?
1: Yeah, for sure. I say this to everyone and if I didn't play futsal, I wouldn't be the outdoor player I am today. Um, Just from like close control, being able to beat players one-on-one, that's all been impacted from my futsal game um and it's showing on the field um in my football career as well um but yeah as I said like futsal has definitely made me a better outdoor player and outdoors also made me a better futsal player so I do miss playing futsal but I'm definitely grateful for where it's led me now I was gonna
3: say when do would you squeeze it all in playing does that count as a dual athlete I think so potentially right um but yeah and I guess you mentioned so City play, I think Rado plays quite a distinct system. Um, and I guess you were making that adjustment this year, but last year you were with the Newcastle Jets and I'm a little bit interested in, I guess, the transition back into the league because you did have that early season with the Wanderers. Um, yeah. Like how have you found this experience, I guess, coming back into the league after a few years off and then coming to one of the best teams um in the league and being such an essential player like is that kind of like a what you expected for yourself is that what you've been
1: aiming towards on a personal level as well I uh, definitely didn't expect it um and it's a lot of people have been asking me this question recently um but I feel like I'm playing my best football when I'm in a good environment and it's a credit to all the girls at city like I'm absolutely loving my football because I'm just enjoying it um missing like I regret not coming back into the league a bit earlier. Um, When I didn't have my breakthrough season at Wanderers, I kind of fell out of love with the game. It was just too much pressure going to a sports high school, being in an institute program. I was training every day and just was burnt out. So I took a bit of a break and got into futsal. Um, And then Ash last year at the Jets gave me an opportunity again, which I'm so grateful for. And the girls at the Jets pushed me to be even better than what I what I am at the moment. And yeah, as I said, my teammates are just supporting me and making me enjoy my football, which is a credit to them. And it's showing on the field.
0: It seems like a really great group, like just looking at the way you guys are on the field. Obviously, when you play, even on social media, you all seem to really get around each other. What's it actually like as someone within that group? Is it a vibe of kind of mates playing footy, everyone gets along and it really does then translate into good football.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, 13 of us live together. Um, so we're in two houses. Um, so it's it's not just, they're not just your football teammates. They're your friends and you're you're developing relationships on a deeper level uh, when you're living with them. Um, so like you find out what they're into, what they're like just little things like their favorite colours, their favorite things to eat. Um, what they like to do in their own time. You just develop deeper connections with not just your teammates, but yeah, like they're your closest friends because you're living with them. So I think that's really helped us as well. Um, and then having like those experienced players, like someone like Rebecca Stott, who is an absolute inspiration in our game, um, has just brought everyone closer. And there's no drama. It's just like we, we, we have three like morals and it's like effort, intensity and just to be relentless and we've shown that this year and we all get around each other on the field and it's just working for us, I guess.
2: I love that. I, I love that City this season seemed to be a really nice balance between like, yes, you've got a whole bunch of young players who are really breaking through, including yourself in some ways, but you're also sort of structured by this spine of really deep experience. You've got Hannah Wilkinson up front, you've got Stoddy in the middle and you've got Bubs in in goal. How crucial have those three sort of really senior veteran players been for this young sort of emerging group?
1: Oh, they've been great. And if you look at our spine, as you said, you've got bubs, then you've got checker, our captain center back, then you've got Stoddy, and then you've got Henna. That's the spine of the team. And then you've got everyone around them. Who's just been building off them and working off them. So the experienced players have been top level and any advice that we need from them, they've given. Um, and the younger players coming through, ask questions all the time and learning off them. So Yeah, the the senior players in the team have been incredible and they've obviously set the bar for us and we're just feeding off them as well.
2: And in that sense as well, has it been useful, the fact that they're all international players as well in terms of them setting a particular kind of standard that maybe you hadn't experienced before?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I remember like one of the first sessions, Bub's wrote this 10-page um microsoft word and it was just like the expectations of city and what it's like to play for a club like this so she's she already set the bar high and we had to just meet that and yeah but as i said like playing with international players is incredible and they don't act like they play international they're just down to earth and will help anyone on the team out
3: did you get a quiz on the document no, no quiz. <laughs> Maybe it's at the end of the season. Should we check in if you all read it? Um, Probably. My, my question was going to be, so speaking of experience, I suppose it, who out of that younger cohort has um, really stuck out to you in terms of their, their personal progression this season? Because as a player, you get to see so much more of that, um, seeing people train and, and
1: working on their, their game. Um, the biggest one for me would be definitely Holly. Um, McNamara Um, unfortunately she did suffer her ACL injury but prior to that no one really knew who she was and she came into our squad scored the winner in the first round for us and then got a Matilda's call up and made her debut so she was definitely one of the younger ones that came through and just broke through Um, and then I can't really pinpoint another player because they've all been just incredible and the growth from all of them has been I can't even explain. Um, but, yeah, another one that's, like, like we've got so many players that are under the radar. Like, you've got Leah Davidson, who's an absolute workhorse in midfield. You've got Tory Tumath, who doesn't let, like, doesn't give up, just slides. Like, it, I can't even explain, like, how many pl- young players that are coming through that just want to put their body on the line for our team. And, yeah, I'm incredib- incredibly grateful to have great teammates to and play alongside them, to be honest.
0: We've had a chat with a couple of other players and we've kind of spoken about how COVID has been the thing that's kind of affected everyone this season. So I know City had an outbreak because I remember you guys were trying to separate. You had the halftime talk in the middle of the pitch and it was a very weird scenario. But how did you guys kind of handle COVID this season? How's it been trying to like play and navigate not only your football career but just your life with this kind of Thing kind of looming all over you.
1: Yeah, it's been pretty tough. Um, I'm one of the fortunate ones that haven't hasn't got COVID. Touch wood. Don't want it now. Um, but yeah, we did have a breakout, and I said thirteen of us live together, so there was a bit of a breakout in between the two houses. Um, so we did have to have to isolate for, I think it was ten days. Um, even though some of us didn't get it, um, but I suppose it's like football's your first priority at the moment, and you're here to play national league so we've had to just be hesitant on social life and just like if we're going to a cafe eating outdoors and it's just like simple things like that if you're going to a restaurant for dinner try and get an outdoor table Um, but other than that like yeah it's been challenging because you don't know when you're going to get it or where you're going to get it you could get it from Woolworths or Coles or something like that but yeah definitely been challenging but city has handled it really well
2: It has felt like a really challenging season for everyone, I think, in every single team, not just teams that did have COVID outbreaks, but in the sense of all of the fixture rescheduling, the weather, you know, it just seemed to pile up and up and up. And it sort of feels like a lot of us are just, including us, I think on this podcast, we're sort of just dragging ourselves towards the end of the season, bloodied and bruised. I mean, how, how do you look back across the past four months? Are you just wrecked?
1: I actually made a comment today and I was like, I think I'm just burnt out. Like not knowing when your next fixture is like now, now we obviously know cause it's semi-finals. but back when we were playing, um, but I think out of all teams, we were probably one of the lucky ones um, cause we only did have a week off um, when we did have an outbreak, but yeah, other teams had it worse off than us. That's for sure. Um, but I feel as a footballer, you have to adapt to any situation that can happen and, credit to every single player in the league that has done that and um, has turned up to play each week and it, whenever two, three days gaps, like it's been a hell ride of a season. But, yeah, credit to all the players in the league. They've done absolutely phenomenal efforts and backing up after three days. I think Jets had like six games in three weeks or something. So same as Raw, Um and, yeah, every player got on the field and played. So it's a credit to everyone in the league.
3: And what's, yeah, I guess looking to the next game, what's the, the vibe at the moment? How are you uh, personally feeling? And also, I guess coming in after a game of 120 minutes, has that had to be managed in any sort of way? Looking forward to another really big game coming up as well.
1: Yeah, um, so we had a few days off, which was nice. I think we had three days off to recover. Um, and then we were obviously feeling re- very shattered after the game. Um, and then losing two key players was pretty hard. And we've picked up a few injuries from the team, which is pretty hard as well. So hopefully those girls can pull through. Like Winnie um, suffered a concussion in the game. So we're hoping that she can play on the weekend. Um, but yeah, yeah looking forward to victory it's I suppose both quality teams it's whoever sticks to their game plan the most um victory will probably have the the bigger support crowd over city even though even though it's our home game um but yeah we just take every game as it comes and as I said whoever sticks to their game plan more I suppose will be the winner on the day and get themselves to the big dance
2: I want to ask as well Rihanna, that semi-final against Sydney FC, I was there. It was an extraordinary game. It was one of the most memorable, most chaotic, most exciting games I think I've ever watched in the history of the league. I mean, now that you've sort of had some time to reflect on it, how would you summarise it? Like what happened? Because you, you guys were really in control in that first half, right? You were playing fantastic football. Sydney were on the back foot. They had no ideas what they were doing going forward. But things just sort of switched. Like, how how did you, how do you look back on it now? Where, where do you think those those turning points were?
1: Uh, looking back on the game, we made some simple mistakes that shouldn't have happened, uh, and then obviously Sydney FC bring a powerhouse like Courtney Vine off the bench, which she absolutely changed the game for them. Um, she's a phenomenal player, and like just. Yeah, she's just on another level. Um, and you obviously saw that in that second half, the things that she provided for Sydney was was awesome. And yeah, it's just little mistakes. I think we needed to manage the game a bit better, going a man down. Um, we were still rushing. We, had, we weren't set up properly. Um, but it's just little things I suppose you learn as a footballer as well. So we don't really want to mention what happened anymore. We're just looking forward to the weekend and we want to get out there and prove that even though we're out with we're without two quality players, um, we can still do the job for them and hopefully get to next week's uh, grand final and then show and show Sydney what we have again and potentially get in the lead and, and hold it out this time and learn from our mistakes that, that we threw away. Um, but yeah, as I said, we don't want to really talk about it and we want to move on and look forward to the victory game. Any final questions?
0: Avocado. No? I yeah. thought about
2: this actually when we did the when we talked to Casey. I was like, crap, we didn't ask her about her breakfast routine. It's our whole thing, Rihanna. I don't know if you know this. like can, can we just like accidentally call Casey up and be like, oh, by the way, we forgot to ask you this last thing? <laughs> it's
3: so, really important. It is an essential question.
2: Yes. Angela, go on. You did the honors.
3: Oh, um. Uh yeah. now i'm like how do what is the question um so basically we hit last year we did a, a final series as well and um we found out that a some people are recommended by their nutritionists to not eat avocado on toast and b some people don't like avocado on toast which was like you know when you're in melbourne is that didn't realize that was legal anyway so that's the question do you like avocado on toast and what what's your preferred pre-game meal um yeah that's that's it
1: Oh, I love avocado on toast, um, but it's definitely not a pre-game meal. Um, yeah, just carb loading. So I think my, pre, like my pre-game breakfast at the moment is just wheat Um And then pre-game is just rice, chicken, um, lots of veggies and stuff like that, potatoes. Um, but yeah, I don't really have a set game day meal. Um, I chop and change I might have a yogurt and muesli for breakfast I'm not really fussed as long as I'm having carbs that's going to give me the energy but yeah I'm definitely an avocado and toast person how many weight picks are you doing uh three to four
0: I was gonna say that that was about the Tim K Hill level when he was doing those ads <laughs>
3: <laughs> any any other questions do you have any, superst- like any superstitions or pre-game routines or anything like that if it's not of yeah, food that you fix
1: on i try and make it things that i can control um so it's just like simple brown undies um my left boot goes on before my right um i have to do a certain stretching warm-up but other than that yeah like it's just things that i can control i couldn't i couldn't do things that i couldn't control because then it just played with my mind too much <laughs>
0: I feel like it would drive you batty if you tried to like. We can only win when it's like twenty two degrees out, and like that's not going to do anything for you.
1: Um, I find some people are like that, so uh, uh
0: good luck to them. I don't think it's yeah. I, I don't think it's a good call. But my last question was just for you. Obviously, you'll be aiming for the grand final. I think that's a given. But it's been a really awesome season for you. So, what's kind of next for you? What are the plans post season? Are you looking to head back to an MPL level or is overseas kind of your ambition? What's the sort of plan for you?
1: Um, I suppose at the moment I'm just heading back to Arpia, um in the New South Wales MPL, um, and then just see what happens from there. I'm just trying to take everything as it comes and whatever I get from now is just a bonus. Um, but I just want to keep enjoying my football with my friends and hopefully that leads to bigger and better things. Um, but if not, just, yeah, played um, New South Wales MPL for RPR um, with some of the city girls and yeah and just come back to the W League next season and have another killer season and see where it takes me I guess.
0: <laughs> I reckon you will be absolutely killing it wherever you play because like we said you've been so great to watch this season so good luck for the final on Sunday we can't wait to watch it and thanks so much for jumping on with us. Thank you so much for having me. A huge thanks to Rihanna for jumping on with us. Remember, you can find us on ESPN.com.au and the ESPN app. We are on Spotify, Apple and Google. Everywhere you get your podcasts, you can leave a review or subscribe if you like what we're doing. We're at The Far Post Pod on all social media, so feel free to have a chat to us there. But until next time, see us.